Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. So like, okay, uh, you know, like I think for a lot of these things, I kind of came to realize that like, you know, even though WWE, I guess for the complete nudity one, like the flashing one, you know, like I'm sure they got FCC fines or I guess would a pay-per-view get FCC fines? That, I'm not sure. Probably not. Yeah. You know, it, you, it is pay-per-view. Yeah. It's on channel 72. And, 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 and pornography in and of itself is. That's pay-per-view. what I'm saying. That's the whole reason we're doing this. So. Right, right, right. So like. Well, with it, that one, quick anecdote on that. So I had never seen that. The cat really? flashing her titties. It's like. Yeah end of 99 or 2000 i can't remember but i had got a friend of mine in college her brother was like really into wrestling and she like gave me and my buddy luke who you know like a box of vhs tapes that he yeah. had like recorded off pay-per-view and that's how i first saw that wow was on one of these vhs because it's obviously been edited out it's not on peacock of course and yeah. like any official wwe they're not yeah. going to show it so you oh, kind of yeah. have to have obviously the video i showed you or an old vhs that was recorded straight off tv but yeah yeah. and i'm sure it was like ultimately a net positive like you know like like, like despite all the uh, fines or or whatever sort of punishment came down to the organization and to miss kitty herself yeah um like it was you know like people probably tuned in the next week they're like are they going to show it are they going to do it like man things have come a long way from the t-tip days (laughs) yeah well i've just got one thing to say but Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's mm. talk about you and me. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about all, all the good, good things and, and the bad, bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Let's <laughs> talk about sex. You ready? Let's do it. to the brain buster boys episode 72 the sex episode my name is brett jagger along with beaumont rand hey hey Hello. baby hey there i want to know what do you want to be know? my girl yes, bum, I will. Dun, dun. so that's the that's that's um, that song's about sex actually okay. it's like that, yeah that's like um billboard heat seekers number one sex song of all time hell yeah i don't don't even know what it's called i know like my school band played it all the time you know what's funny is uh so 72 here we are uh funny enough like you know how spotify is always given recommendations or whatever oh yeah mine there's all like on your homepage. mine almost always has like one that says rock 1972 yeah so it's like bowie's ziggy stardust Mm -hmm. it's uh steely dan can't buy a thrill like a bunch of classes yeah, yeah see always pops up rock 1972 i know it's blurry. oh wow that's pretty no Deep, i can see i can see ziggy stardust right purple there. machine head exile that, on, that, that album's actually fun like i always like highway star exile on main street rolling stones how about this one honky yeah. chateau by elton john yeah america by america but anyway yeah in the see, spirit of 72 i thought yeah. it was interesting that that's pretty much on my spotify every day 
And uh, so on my Spotify, um, so Spotify for the longest time, like currently it's under modern psych essentials, but they've been trying to get those too. They've been trying to get me to listen to the Babe Rainbow for God <laughs> knows have, how long. I have listened to them. They're are they all right? solid. Yeah. Are, are, they, are they sort of like a droney psychedelic band? Like I, 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 I feel like uh, I have a good idea of what they sound like. It's been like. a while since I've listened. I wouldn't exactly call them droney. Yeah. Um, but are they like the, good. are they like, you know, you know, all those bands that are like black angels, black mountain, you know, um, not black crows, but a uh, black yeah. rebel motorcycle club, you know, yeah. they're kind of their own thing Black See, i don't have Super Rainbow, i don't have one of know. those right now i have let's best indie albums of the 2000s uh seminal indie rock <laughs> soft rock classics yeah, rock got, 1979 i've got easy alternative for your week <laughs> how about indie sleaze era <laughs> That's Arcade weird. Fire, TV on the radio, LCD sound system, Hot Chip, Cut Copy. It's all bands I love. Yeah. I guess I, it's sleazy. I've got a This Is Bill Withers. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, dive into Cosmic Country. So you got John Prine and Towns Van Zandt and, and the Birds. And Who okay. is Bill Withers? I've heard that name. Uh, it looks like he is. Uh, I, I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll play for the listeners. You by Bill Withers um, from his album. <laughs> adjustments from 1974 don't come after us with copyright bill <laughs> oh i've heard this song this song's pretty sick yeah i've definitely heard that song yeah, yeah. i know i'd heard the name before but yeah anywho so yeah 72 which if you heard last week's episode which i guess it's been like 10 days we've been as you know we've been on a yeah. non-traditional schedule but gonna be ramping it up soon weekly yes. again yes uh but channel 72 was always the pay-per-view channel growing up where we would watch wrestling and then sometimes softcore porn after or you just watch the scrambled channel without paying for it yeah. to listen to either the wrestling pay-per-views or the softcore porn. And maybe sometimes you'd see a little nipple poke out and that yeah, was always like out of all the rearranged squares. <laughs> so uh, I uh, thought what better opportunity since especially you hadn't seen really any of this probably to just uh, talk about sex slash porn uh, throughout the history of wrestling but really just w old wwf yeah. wwe for the oh best. yeah and, and like you know i've talked about like ad nauseum about the um you know the t-tid era the product being for kids and like this sort of like represents like you know such a sharp turn from them not just like that your main characters and your your like your faces are like these anti-hero types you know these like anti-authority rebel kind of guys mm -hmm. Um, you know, but but like th that this was as commonplace um, oh, as it was in wrestling, you know, absolutely. and I mean, one of the biggest things, I mean, I guess if you ask me, you know, before watching these videos, what's your impression of sex and wrestling? Mine would be Jerry Lawler being like the puppies. puppies. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you got plenty of him being sleazy in some of these videos. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like part of me thinks it's it's kind of funny, but then part of me is like, you know, like. Were these chicks like uncomfortable with him just acting like, Ooh, it, you know, it was also a sign of the times oh, to oh, like yeah. the late nineties, early two thousands, yeah. obviously a very different time, oh, socially, yeah. societally. Oh yeah. And, and, and I'm sure like, you know, these stories were perhaps not entirely sort of devised or written by men. You know, I'm sure like, you know, the, the, the women who chose and like, just like that interview with Miss Kitty, like she had, yeah. like, she had said, she was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to do it. 
you know yeah. so yeah and so, we'll get into yeah. all that um yeah so basically i had sent Bo, i don't know 10 to 12 various different clips mm-hmm. of, from wrestling related to sex or porn or something which we'll get into here shortly and then we'll do a brief little dynamite recap but uh before that uh how was your week? I guess uh, one week ago we uh, we tied one on uh, third oh, yeah. of July last yeah, yeah. Sunday. We were crazier than that fox. It was a it was a good old time. Um, you know, this week I actually you know I kind of been thinking like, man, since Forecastle, I have not had many weekends where I've been all you know just been. Yeah, doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. Where there's not like a, a big thing that I'm going to go do. Yep. Um. So this one I was like, all right, you know, what better way to you know chill out. Um you know, to, to kind of be off, um, and to ramp up for our sex episode than watching all four Indiana Jones movies, <laughs> which, which I did. You did that this weekend. Yeah. Or like, wow. I, I started on Thursday. Okay. But yeah, I've, I've burned through all, you know, I just kind of, I don't know how I got there. Um, <laughs> yeah. What led you there? It might've been watching. Uh, oh no, I was, I had watched the movie, everything everywhere all at once, which is, I, I believe I mentioned it to Lee when I was at your house, um, and yeah, I might, it sounds might, familiar. I've not yeah. seen it. But. Yeah, it's sort it's sort of about a Chinese American family that gets sucked into this crazy multiversal like conflict, and it's you know it's sort of like a surreal you know kind of movie, but it's got like a you know sort of a thing that it's about you know with like the family dynamics and stuff. But uh, anyway, so the main character, or not the main character, but the the husband of the main character is played by the actor who played Short Round. In the Temple of Doom, ah. which, which the Temple of Doom going into this weekend was my favorite. I don't know if I still have that opinion, it, but at least it'll probably be number two, I think. But um, so what's competing with it? I mean, I can't really decide between the the, the first three, um, which I think is the best because I like them all for different reasons. I think I guess one and three are probably better like movies, like if you're watching them in isolation. Um, yeah. And you don't really have a relationship with the character and stuff, you know, like, like number two is like, like Temple of Doom is like the side quest. Yeah. You know, it's um, been a long time since I've see, seen it. And, 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 and that's but... what I thought. And um, man, like the first one's got all the classic Indiana. First Jones. one's definitely the most classic. Oh right yeah. Now. Yeah. It's got all the classic, you know, like the propeller death, like when he like, you know, just shoots the guy who was swinging his sword around and. Yep. Uh, that's mirror- the one with the ball too. Right. Like of when like the ball has to like roll down or whatever oh yeah 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 that's yeah. in the beginning yeah, yeah. So, like the classic booby traps and yes yes the, yes the arc of the covenant the face melting scene at the end when they yep. open it up that's um, definitely the one i remember the most from and temple of doom i mean of course has kalima you know the, yeah. um, the, the heart scene that temple actually, of doom's kind of insane it is and the, did you know the temple of doom um created the pg-13 rating because of that scene really yeah yeah because like you know movies were just pg and all. Well, and i remember PG. that because of space balls yeah like is rated pg uh-huh. but it still says fuck yeah <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah out they, of it, order fuck even nothing yeah. in the future works <laughs> so yeah that it must have been after that oh yeah obviously like pg 13s you would only get like one, one fuck one but fuck, prior yeah. to then it was just pg you could yeah. say fuck which is just interesting yeah um but yeah, two's like that, you know, side questy thing. And then three's got like the best like character thing with him and Sean Connery who kills it in that movie. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, again, all the Indiana Jones girls, I guess, to go into the sex thing. The funny thing about three is the, um, the, the, the love interest who like betrays him. She's like a German scientist and they don't think she's a Nazi. Then they find out she's a Nazi. And it's just like, yeah. you know, did, did you not think to ask? You know, because yeah. this is right in the middle of World War II. Yeah. You know? So anyways, um, she apparently has sex with both Indy and his dad. Wow. What a and, whore. I know. But uh, so anywho, um, that happened. Uh, and uh, then I watched four in like. I never saw four. It's definitely like objectively the worst, of, yeah. you know, worst of all of them. But I don't think it's as like. Like it, like Star Wars as a franchise has way lower lows than that. Yeah, you know, like, like, and I think it gets unfairly lumped in with the Star Wars prequels. Like um, talking about sand. Yeah, like talking. Yeah, <laughs> not nothing like that in uh in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, you know, it's definitely the, the worst one, but it's it's not like it doesn't deserve like the the vitriol and the you know the the tons of online video reviews that break down why the star wars prequels are bad like that movie's like not even close to that so and i like the star wars prequels oh yeah i, I, mean, I think the prequels are better than seven eight nine mm-hmm. and it's not even a question i never even saw nine yeah because so, yep. i just heard how shitty it was yeah i mean I I'll, have- I'll watch it eventually like yeah. lee and i we watched the prequels and Rogue One like at some point earlier this year, and he wants to watch Obi Wan, but then we're gonna go four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, eventually, yeah. like yeah. over time. Obi Wan's but... pretty good. It's like Episode three point five. Somebody actually recut it into a movie, into a two and a half really? hour movie. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna watch it or not. Just yeah. I'm kind of just over it all. And again, yeah. I'd heard that it was you know good, not great, <laughs> and obviously you know my thoughts on the Boba Fett show. So. It was crappy. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, let's see. Thursday, I saw you met Justin, my coworker, last yes. Sunday. Oh, yeah, he's so, a cat. Yeah, he's the man. So we saw his band play Thursday night. He's a drummer. It was awesome, but it went later than expected. And then, of course, we went back to the Fox for drinks thereafter and yeah. was out till 2, 2 30. <laughs> Then I worked Friday, Saturday, oh, and wow. I watched uh, last night. I watched a little Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling Ooh, TJPW yeah. show, uh-huh. my first one ever. It was fucking awesome. But your yeah. Thunder Rosa was on it, Riho was on it, wow. Hikaru Shida was on it. So like wow. I'd known Thunder Rosa was going over there. She actually lost to Miyu Yamashita, who's like the ace of TJPW, and she's going to be coming to America to challenge Thunder Rosa now because that was not for the title. Okay. So now Yamashita will come over and challenge her. So that for the title for the yeah, AW so title? that'll be wow. good because it was a pretty pretty good match. Like I would probably go like four stars on it, but I know they can do better. Would, um, would, would AEW let a title of theirs um, go over to Japan? Because, maybe because I mean, F- Japan. F- yeah, FDR, New Japan. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I'd love to see it. Um, that was the first time I'd seen Miyu Yamashita, yeah. or I guess it's Yamashita, or however uh-huh. it's how it's pronounced, Yamashita, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, but she, I was really impressed. She had a fucking look of death as she walked down to the ring. And uh yeah, it was just an awesome show. Uh, I had fucking five matches at four plus stars. Uh Japanese women's wrestling is the fucking shit. So uh Check it out if you haven't. Uh, Do it. Um, I don't really have much of any. Oh, I had a job. I had a phone interview. Oh, neat. Friday for a decent job. It's with Von Lehman, which is like the biggest. Oh, I know who fucking Von Lehman is. Do you? 
Echo. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. And I, anytime I come into Cincy in seventy-one, seventy-five, I pass it. I see this. It's like I had forgotten. Right? I didn't even Texas. think about that. Oh, yeah. But... I, I know Von Lehman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. But uh yeah, it's a digital marketing position, good salary. Um so I had the phone interview Friday and I have an in-person at some point over the next couple of weeks. So uh Oh, congrats, homie. Yeah. Should oh, yeah. be. And you said you start your new job what mid-August? Yeah, August 16th though I have to come in. It's a teaching gig a couple days a week. So uh so yeah, going to be doing that and selling insurance and Oh, so are you still going to be doing the insurance thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm still, you know, like since um, I guess not, I'm a salaried employee there, as is everybody. You know, it's not hourly. So uh, wait, so, yeah. teaching job or? Oh, oh, insurance. Okay. Yeah. And teaching too. You know, both of them are, um, te- the teaching is specifically more of a contract thing versus like, you know, not so a will contract. You just, or is that five days a week? the teacher uh, no it's two days oh then, okay and then so i'll that, do insurance the rest so okay but, that but, makes sense. but but it'll but it'll be you know definitely financially um better significantly better for me that's so, good i'm looking forward to that hell yeah and what is it college is it high school it, it, it's high school kids okay. that are in college oh okay yeah. gotcha yeah, yeah i remember you had told me whenever you'd gotten it but yeah. and who's it for again it's called i lead academy interesting so these are like smart kids yeah these are smart kids yeah <laughs> hopefully they won't be smart enough to listen to this episode because... <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, well uh you got anything else or should we uh talk about sex <laughs> all right Uh, so uh, I guess before we really start, I will go over the clips that I sent you just to kind of set the table here. Um, so we have Vince and Trish Stratus kissing with Linda McMahon. <laughs> We've got Sable and Jacqueline bikini contest. We have Val Venus, the preacher's wife, as well as just another Val Venus promo. As well as Choppy Choppy My Pee Pee. <laughs> and then we have the Edge and Lita live sex celebration, of course. We had Tori Wilson and Don Marie in the hotel room getting frisky. We've got a couple uh, clips from The Godfather, <laughs> including one with your boy Michael Adams. That oh, yeah, it was him. Yeah. <laughs> interesting one. Mm-hmm. We've got Triple H teaching Trish Stratus wrestling. Yeah. We've got the China DX split. Mm-hmm. We've got the Kelly Kelly expose. Mm-hmm. And we've got the Miss Kitty flashing. And then aside from that, I had forgotten a little sexual chocolate. Well, little Mark Henry. Um, so obviously gives us a chance to bring our old song back that mm-hmm. you had made many, many moons ago. Put that cigarette out. Go, go, Put go. That, yeah, the remix mm-hmm. and uh, what you're hearing right now. And... <laughs> um, I didn't find a clip because I was late, but uh, there was one Mae Young, who's like the really old woman in the kitty video, if you remember, who's like standing next to her. She's like an old wrestling legend. Her, she like 
he and Mark Henry get together, fuck, and they give birth to what turns out to be a hand. See, that's like almost like body like horror stuff, you know? Yeah, just uh, insanity. Like yeah. Mark's in the delivery room with her, and it's like, here it comes, and it's just a big hand. Yeah. So that's our Mark Henry sexual chocolate dip. Well, put that's cigarette out. Put that cigarette out. Put that cigarette out. Uh, so where do you want to start? Obviously, like we can group the Valvina stuff together. I mean, should we just start with the Vince video? Yeah, let, like let, that, let, yeah. Let, 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 let's start with that, like kind of our like. And in know, light like, of like, recent allegations, uh, it certainly feels very timely. Yeah, um. <laughs> and, and actually, you'd show me part of the the, the Linda McMahon catatonic. Arc. I thought, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, you yeah, at yeah, least yeah, you yeah, were aware gone, of that. Yeah, yeah, we we've watched videos or we've maybe it was present or if you recall, but again, yeah, we've done yeah. something. We've dabbled in that, that arc. Uh, but you hadn't before. seen this video yet, right? No, I had not. Okay. <laughs> so, it's sometime like 2001, shortly before WrestleMania. Cause that's where this culminates. Um, I may have showed you that it's like Vince versus Shane in a street fight. And Linda all of a sudden stands up out of her wheelchair yeah, and kicks yeah. Vince in the balls. Like right. that's like the big culmination of this story. Right. But this is the like kind of the beginning of the story. And yeah, in storyline, Linda had a quote unquote nervous breakdown and is quote unquote heavily medicated to the point where she's just a vegetable in a wheelchair. Yeah. And obviously Vince has been fooling around with Trish Stratus, uh, which could have been happening in real life. <laughs> now that yeah, we, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now it's, it's like come out that he's possible. paid up to 12 million in hush payments. Mm -hmm. It's going to not to sidebar too much, but it's going to be fascinating to see how this all plays out. Oh, yeah. I like, mean, it's like, obviously it just kind of keeps getting worse as more info comes yeah. out. And like, is this truly going to be what takes Vince McMahon down? Oh. I don't I mean, you know, he's going to fucking put up a fight of the century. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, like like what I, what I had said earlier about like how the, the Miss Kitty thing was like a net positive for WWE, despite like the, the fines and. You know, like like just the hubbub wasn't like I kind of wonder if Vince thinks like, oh, yeah, like, you know, me like in the fact that he came out in character on SmackDown, it's like, do, yep. you know, do you think that he's going to uh, think that, you know, as long as he like weathers the storm? I know this is lives. This is a different day and age, but like, you know, uh, it's still his product. Like, do you think he thinks like, oh, yeah, this is ultimately going to be a net positive probably you know, or, or, or something that's going to kind of like you know bleed from reality into a storyline like i yeah. think you might think that and i think he crazy. also thinks he's invincible as well because like board like our friend bodies i'm invincible um, but i know there was a report that just came out like when that when he did come out on smackdown and he was just like all cocky about it that apparently backstage he just was like saying fuck him yep. you know just like be advanced so yeah Anywho, yeah, we shall see um, how that all goes down. But yes, this clip certainly uh, very similar to what yeah. might have been happening in real life. But yeah, he was uh, clearly having a bit of an affair with Trish. So he comes out 
has uh, Trish wheel uh, Linda's Linda's uh, catatonic body out there, and Vince starts just talking about like, yeah, that time I took Trish's coat off. Yeah. I took her skirt off, you know, like one by one yeah. going down the line and uh yeah, just really rubbing it in. And then eventually they start making out right in front of Linda which, and uh which like the um these WWE make out things. This is in the edge thing too. There's like they go, go make effort to make it look really nasty. Like Oh, the um, amount of yeah, like yeah. tongue that you see, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it, you know, so so that's commendable. Um but also I guess like Linda McMahon, you know, Trump administration extraordinaire uh you know like she like i guess she you know like is seemingly always like a behind the scenes person or like has always sort of come across to me as somebody who like you know is involved with the company but doesn't like to be like you know on screen on too screen much. or scene but yeah. like you know this required a lot of commitment you know like For to be sure. committed to the story to be like right around where your husband like makes out with a much younger woman and it's like you know, yeah. multiple weeks slash months yeah. of this as well so yeah and she was you know like man like she must have been pretty pretty committed to that because i can't imagine they would have done it had she not been cool with it for sure and yeah. like obviously her for her to be able to just stay kind of vegetable you know throughout all that is credit to her for that you know oh, and, yeah. and, it's, and it's like i said this wasn't just one time no and like we've talked about like wrestling kind of going there like mjf like the stuff about pillman and, and mm-hmm. darby uh you know in this past week most recently uh it was christian uh talking about uh matt hardy yep uh, and his brother and then the jungle boy stuff you know i think this almost took you know not to kind of like compare people's like trauma but this almost to me took a lot more like i gotta stay composed because oh like, for sure she's having to be there while it's like unfolding in front of her slowly. and it's live television you know, live television yeah <laughs> so uh, i thought it was you know like like to me uh, that was i guess impressive i don't know if that's the word i yeah. want to use but yeah. yeah you know and i just couldn't stop thinking about again the real life situation that's going on and how vince is doing this and i'm just like you know what? He probably did this all the time in real life. But yeah. oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, anyway, yeah, <laughs> a hilarious clip though. Nonetheless, the fact that he made Linda go through this story and that yeah. she was obviously into it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this was definitely one of the hottest times for yeah. business as well, like 2000, 2001. So, but and also WWE too. Like they have their idea of sex is like a teenager's idea of sex. Just this real charged <laughs> up, like you know, like yeah. Just this like big like, sloppy al- makeouts, like, like almost more like like more artificial than pornography itself. Yeah. You know, just like it, it's it's so funny, you know, how they, you know, kind of like hit those kind of real kind of corny, uh, steamy kind of beats. And yeah, it's it, 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 it cracks me up like it's it's, you know, when people talk about like how like, oh, yeah, this is dirty. Like, yeah with sex in it like that this truly is dirty it's <laughs> like it's gross you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure yeah, it's nasty oh uh, all right well while we're still on trish stratus and mcmahon family drama let's just stick with that and uh go to triple h sure. teaches trish trish wrestling yeah <laughs> what'd you think of this <laughs> you know like <laughs> this again like it has that like pornography setup where it's two people kind of you know like two co-workers oh, yeah. alone someone comes to the door hey mailman how's it going yeah. you want to come in you know yeah. I, got, I got a package for you yeah you know? like yep. yeah dumb shit like that 
So, um, yeah, you know, this kind of had that, you know, but with wrestling, he was like, let me show you this move, you know. And it just had that air of just, like, greasiness all over it. It, it, Here's a hammer lock. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, um, and like, whenever, like, he, like, put her in it and she was like, oh, you know, and and she, like, smiled. Like, it looked pleasurable. And then, obviously, (laughs) Stephanie, like, comes in. Well, before that, she's, like, bent over. Yeah, And he's, like, basically behind her as he would be banging her doggy style. And, uh... He's like, well, you got to find a way out of this move. So reach through your legs and grab my leg. And obviously they're in a very compromising position. And then Stephanie comes. Yeah. And then you hear the record. It's one of those record scratch yeah. moments. And then and then there's room. Then that room gets fucked up. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Stephanie fucking loses it. Yeah. And then doesn't Triple H like punch the ball or something <laughs> sort of thing like that? Like, well, what do you have to get mad about? Like, you know, like. <laughs> but uh but yeah it was um that one was pretty i mean it's a pretty classic like getting caught with your pants down yep and i can't remember in terms of timeline if this was before or after what we just saw with vince it's definitely somewhere in that ballpark but trish obviously at the time was you know one of the hottest and a good wrestler as well so um, and she was clearly involved in a lot of sketches like this. Like the Attitude Era had like an erotic phase, did it? Oh, that, 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 I that, mean, the that, whole that, thing that, was it, pretty erotic. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's just be real, especially like the pre-Attitude Era. Like I didn't even pop any of like the old D, old DX shit with like Michaels in it. And they were just acting a fool. Well, well, like, before that, we had the Miss Elizabeth pinup or the center, alleged center. Oh, folds. alleged centerfolds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. WrestleMania like, like, 8. That was that was kind of there, but like like it seems like it was like we watched Survivor Series and that's like the storyline attitude era. I feel like this kind of happened like after that, whenever they realized like oh yeah, like all this like dark rebellious you know stuff is really selling. Let's just throw sex in there, you know. Well, yeah, and again, like their target audience was a lot of people. I mean, I was ten years old. (laughs) Shit was going on and like not even really understanding it. But like when you're ten and you're watching this shit and like you're just discovering playboys at your friend's house and whatnot it's like whoa this is cool so like they knew what they were doing and it fucking worked you know i mean or buying them from a classmate like i didn't from brandon wisman (laughs) from county middle school pornography extraordinaire oh that's great how old were you when you kind of got into porn I don't know. Like I, I think I was like, probably like sixth, seventh grade ish. Yeah. Like not to be, not to like you know, uh, uh, I guess beat Mondra, but like I felt like kind of like like I remember like like this guy who like Brandon Wisman was going around like like had these magazines. I guess found a big bucket of his dad's thing and was selling yeah. them in school. And I was like, well, all the other guys are buying them. I guess I need to do it. Yeah, I did it and I hid it like in my Darth Vader fucking uh, trapper keeper, and then my parents found it. Oh no! Yeah, and then uh, yeah, then we got caught them. looking at Playboys in my buddy's garage. Yeah. You know, always get caught them. doing that. Like you always do. Yeah, you know, somehow <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. You know, their oh, their, their minds are always like you know, like I feel like you know, looking at Playboys is like much less of a crime than like what they're afraid you're doing. Like oh, for sure, or like that. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, but, naked but women. It's, but it's always the one, you know, that you, you know, get in trouble for. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Where do you want to go next? You got anything that you're uh, itching to talk about here? Let's see. Uh, let's talk about that bikini contest. <laughs> yeah, so I on. saw this. Let me I saw this live in 1998 as a yep. 10-year-old. Wow. We were at my friend Brett Sutton's bachelor party, birthday party at his house. 
Um, and I'll, I'll kind of leave that until we get to the part because there's like one famous quote from this birthday party that one of our buddies said. But yes, I got the pleasure of watching this show live. We ordered it, obviously. That was it night. a good show? Like, is it known as a good show? I mean, show it's or? it's like kind of, it's solid, not like amazing. But again, at this time, and like it, when you're into the product at this time as a kid, everything was fucking great, yeah. you know? But like looking back on it, you know, there were better shows around the time, but it was still pretty good. And it was 19, like nine. Like, it was like mid 98, like mid-98. summer of 98. Yeah. So what, what was it called? It had a really weird, like fully people, loaded, fully loaded. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Fully loaded. 98. So Jacqueline and Sable. Yeah. So immediately we get like, we get Jerry Lawler. Acting, yeah. And that's like, to he, start acti- acting to like start the Brett. show. Yeah, yeah. The first image you see is Jerry the King in Sable's locker room. Oh yeah. And he's acting like he was at Brett Sutton's birthday party. That oh day, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was. Uh, and, well, uh, can I get a preview? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, just. <laughs> and then he finally like gets behind. Cause she's like covered by like, I yeah. don't know what it was and backlit and backlit so you, you could see, see her, her shadow her silhouette yeah and you see her like take her top off and then the king like peeks behind and he's like shaking like <laughs> and that's, you know, how they, that's how they open the show you know like, <laughs> like, like they're cold open like to his credit and i don't know if this is him <laughs> or this is how they decided to do the character like the fact that he is so clownish yeah around it they're like you know um is like better than like what i assume the alternative would be than to be like creepy like oh yeah let me like, sure. take a picture of that you know yeah yeah like like you know Jerry the king had his own brand of we'll call it creepiness but yeah it wasn't oh. really that creepy yeah. well, i mean it kind of was but well, one of which a statutory rape charge was in uh, jefferson county oh really yeah yeah right here um it um yeah it, um, it was after a show at the louisville gardens where he i believe he uh had sex with, like, yeah, with, with a 15-year-old. Yeah, so I was going to say, it's yeah. not that he's not creepy, yeah, but, yeah. you know, at least his tactics were that of just, like, bewilderment and, like, yeah. excitement. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it was very, yeah, it was very clownish and not, like, like, I never thought that, like, like he just... Not, like, predatory. Yeah, he was more of a peeping Tom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so this is, like, a big part of the show obviously they're built it had been built up on raw and they yeah, opened the, the show, they opened the show with this yeah it's towards the end of the show so <laughs> we were talking about this off air but we have good old dustin runnels one of your favorites yep. coming in just prior to the bikini contest he th- this was the middle of his like short-lived preacher character yeah yeah so of course he is very against this bikini contest and he comes out to say a prayer for everyone and the king's reaction during all of this is so good because he's like Rhodes is in the ring and then the king like starts walking up and he's they, every time they cut to him he's his face is just like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> he just wants no he wants no part of it and then yeah like the moment he adds he's like who's ready to see some puppies you know like and, and, and like that like it, it, it's not, you know, insignificant that like they would bring, you know, this character out, this, you know, this uh, preacher character out and like have them do something that's meant to be ridiculed and booed at. For like, sure. you know, back back during a time when I feel like Christian criticism of what's on TV had a lot more uh, sway politically, yeah, um, you sure. know, uh, than, than than it does now. So like, I did- it's not insignificant that they like 
chose to, to do that and alienate that part of their audience. You know, I just wish it wasn't Dustin Runnels, but if we had a preacher that it was going to be sinister Jim oh, Mitchell. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> which I told great. you he was at least referenced yeah. uh, on the recent Impact show, which yeah. I loved. So I yeah. guess he's still in the mix in some way. But uh-huh. um, yeah, so first we have Jacqueline come out with Marvelous Mark Marrow, looking great in his like boxing style robe. Um, and, uh, she's about to like do her thing and then Sable's music hits and she comes out. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention. Remember they had showed like a tail of the tape before this, like height, like, so for like breast size, it, I don't know if you caught this, but yeah, it just said bombs. Bombs. Yeah. Bombs. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. And Sable's was known as the 38 special. Yeah. Uh, but for just the term bombs geeked me out. Big. And then uh, 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 for white, it, both of them said none of your damn business. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even catch that. That's yeah. amazing. I thought that was great. So yeah, Jacqueline's about to go. You hear the and Sable comes out and she's wearing like her Sable bomb shirt. You can't yep. even see her pants. Like it's a long shirt. I don't remember what exactly happens then, but then Jacqueline goes mm-hmm. and, you know, she's doing her thing and the King's freaking out. Oh! And he's like, right. in the, he's like loving all this. He's right up front. Um, and then they blur it out, obviously, but there's a part where she like shows a nipple, yeah, which yeah. we got to see live. And again, as 10 year old boys, Oh my God, Jacqueline's nipple. Um, so that was great. And yeah, then Sable's about to go and the King's like, oh, I can't wait. I got a sneak preview of it. And she pulls her shirt off and it's just like a, it's what not she, even what, a, what, what she was wearing earlier. It was like a, a glowy houndstooth yeah, kind of thing. It's yeah. not even like a bikini top. You can't see any cleavage. It's just a top. And the King is disappointed. The fans are disappointed. Obviously, Jacqueline's like, ha, 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 I'm going to win this. But she said something like, uh. You know, once they figured out what I was going to wear, they Vince didn't like it. And then she's like, but I don't give a damn. And she fucking pops it off. And uh, you see the titties with handprints on them. Yeah. Yep. Just, <laughs> yeah. And then um, and the gets- king's face was just like, oh, like yeah. right up there, just complete shock and all. Yeah. And he was just Losing absolutely it. loving it. And then very. Yeah. And then um, who, who's the guy who's with. Uh, uh, Jacqueline marvelous Mark Marrow M- M- Mark who Marrow. was with Sable initially so yeah. that's why there's even more yeah and, uh, and, you know. oh some more drama there and yeah both of them go nuts and then he's like she needs to be covered up yeah. you know yeah cover her up <laughs> you know and then ultimately like Vince does do that yeah know, Vince comes Mark out covers her up and then it's so, it's so funny to me that like you know like the current allegations aside that back in the day he was you know like like whenever it was convenient for them to like embrace, you know, having sex on their show, you know, having like, you know, sexual content featured on their show, he would be all about it. But then there were other times where you have to play the prude, like cover it up. No. Well, that's because uh, the hammerhead Jack Tunney wasn't here at this. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> that oh. would have been his role for sure. Oh, oh, oh he he, he would have. Jack Tunney wouldn't have stood for it. One, no. I, I, I bet he was. Disgusted. He would have fired her on the spot. Oh, I bet Jack Tunney was disgusted with the attitude era. Oh, my I bet, God. I bet, I bet he yeah. just thought it was vile. Phil. That's probably why he didn't stay on. He saw yeah. the direction they were going. And yeah, he's probably watching this at home. And he's like, that is a disgusting act. That yeah <laughs> uh, okay so the line uh was my buddy todd jacobs <laughs> we'd already seen this and i think we like recorded the tape as well 
And like Mr. Sutton came down and all us are going crazy. And I'll just never forget it. I could see him and hear him saying this right now. He's just like, hey, Mr. Sutton, you want to see some Hooters? (laughs) (laughs) To Brett's dad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Hey, Mr. Sutton, you want to see some Hooters? Yeah. (laughs) Just hooters. Hooters. <laughs> oh, and Todd was a year below us, so he was like nine. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking great. classic. Huh. Oh man. Yeah. So seeing that one live also was pretty tight. But yeah. let's well, let's well, go to and, and that's got the big build up. Like like one common oh, yeah. thing between a lot of these is like the are they gonna take their clothes off? Or you yep. know, like, like like so like they spend so much like building that up you know and and this one is kind of like almost the peak version of that and i'd say it really hit obviously i mean oh yeah really couldn't see shit because the handprints were so big but like her tits were out so like that was a win for everyone yeah it was as close as you could get yeah yeah until the cat later um but let's let's go to val venus because i know uh he's really the the linchpin of all of this i'd say i mean his character was a literal porn star and he was really good. So I think the first one was the Val Venus promo. That was that might have even been before he debuted, where he was like in the in the jungle, and then he's like, with, "I with, got with, my co-star with Jenna Jameson." Yeah, and then it's like, oh yeah, and you could tell that there was somebody down there. Yeah, yeah. and like, yeah, that one was pretty, you know. So like, that was like an introductory to promo yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah, just a good. And then so the what is it? The preacher's wife. Yeah. Huh? Back to Dustin Runnels. So yeah, he's in he's in the ring with Val. They were kind of having a feud at this point. And uh he's like, let me show you my new movie called <laughs> The Preacher's Wife. And he's just like in the bed as he normally is. And then yeah, Terry Runnels pops her head up from under yeah. the covers and Dustin just can't believe it. Yeah, but yeah, that just... was just like standard fare Val Venus right there. Was like whoever he's feuding with. So there was Ken Shamrock. He was banging Ken Shamrock's sister, Dustin Runnels. He's banging his wife. So like that's so always, yeah. That that his sex is his weapon. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, he'd yeah, always or, 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 his, or his finishing move. Yeah, his finishing move was literally called the money shot. Oh, <laughs> it was like a big splash off the top rope. Yeah, yeah. the money shot. Funny. And we didn't watch one where he's like in the ring cutting a promo, but he would always, well, he'd come out with the towel on and he'd pelvic thrust. And then every time the first thing he would say in the ring is, hello, ladies. (laughs) And then they would always cut to broads and the (laughs) women in the crowd. (laughs) Just like, yeah, bewildered. Um, He would refer to himself as the big Valboski. Um, but yeah, he was just fucking tight. Yeah. And like in high school, so we would always have like theme nights for like our cheering section for football and basketball games. Yeah, yeah. We did a Val Venus night. Really? <laughs> so everyone's just shirtless with towels around. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hilarious. That's great. Um, but yes, and then the key, the most key Val Venus video. Yeah. I choppy choppy your pee so who was the the asian man who said that like like what was his glasses yeah yamaguchi i think was he in wwe or is he like sort of borrowed from something or yeah i mean he was like so that group they were called kayantai like of the japanese guys so he was like their manager okay i think his name was like mr tamaguchi or something like that but he wasn't like around a ton but like came around that. So that was another thing. Val Venus banging his wife. <laughs> so that's 
Hence why he wanted to choppy choppy his pee pee. Yeah. So yeah, Val was banging his wife. Yeah, like he was feuding with the Kyan Thai people, and then all of a sudden he brought out his wife and she's kissing all over him. Yeah. Hence why he comes out and says, I choppy choppy your pee pee. And then I, I don't remember if it's that same episode or backstage we, and they're backstage. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh he's like hanging, you know, yeah. he's oh, like yeah. tied up. Yeah. And again, and, I remember watching and, 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 and you see like down near his groin, like the yeah. like it, 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 you know, kind of blurred out. And I remember watching this as a kid and like coming into school the next day. It's like, holy shit. Cause like he, he has the, a sword, like a full samurai sword up over his head, goes down, and then the screen goes black. So I mean, yeah, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna cut your dick off, Larry. Yeah, and so so um ex- um I guess uh, whenever I think about this, I'm like, uh, so how do they play this off? Like, you know, I like honestly after the story don't. Line. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, they play this off. Like, we got. I, we'll have to investigate. Yeah, we will have to investigate because, like, did they like did it like did it actually happen or did he come out the next week? You know, I guess like you know the you know we're we're left with the mystery at this. Yeah, point. We're led to believe it happened, but yeah, I I honestly can't remember. So yeah. I'll have to investigate. Yeah, but yeah, Val Venus obviously a key key character at this time, um, and then he joined a group called Right to Censor. <laughs> so did the Godfather. Actually, he yep. became known as the Good Father. Yep. But they were just wearing like white button up shirts and black pants, and they were essentially the like FCC of wrestling. So oh, like wow. they went like the complete other direction. Right. But yeah, Val Venus always a classic. Um, I guess since I mentioned the Godfather, uh, pips up, hose down, West Side. So yeah, I just sent you the one clip of him yeah. just coming down with the hose because like that was just his thing, uh, the hoe train. And yeah, pretty much every town they would go and I think they would literally just get strippers uh, to come out with him and just kind of dance around, and that was his thing, um, which was again just very topical for the moment and everyone in the crowd you know going again 10 11 years old talking about pimping hoes yeah. <laughs> like they got us doing this shit uh but the godfather was obviously always great you know he had a sweet song bow, 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 woo! and he was always out with these beautiful women mm-hmm. um but yeah i sent you a, it's a bit of a controversial <laughs> Clip, I I'd say, imagine, yeah. Uh, especially um, these days. Who is the god? Who is he before the Godfather? Wasn't he like the Mystic guy? Or he was. Whatever? So he'd had a couple gimmicks. He yeah. was uh, right before he was Kama Mustafa, the Supreme yeah. Fighting Machine, as part of the Nation of Domination. Mm-hmm. But yeah, before that, he was Papa Shango. Yeah, I remember Papa Shango. Yeah. It, like with Ultimate Warrior, he would like basically he was like a voodoo man essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Godfather, definitely his most uh, popular gimmick. Yeah. And, uh, he, uh, not too fond of people from England, eh? No, no. And, um, so they, I guess they have a thing with Michael Adams where he, um, I guess, is he being offered the, the women? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, Michael Adams, AKA William Regal. Um, yeah. Stephen Regal then. Stephen yeah. Regal. You're right. Lord Stephen Regal. Right, that's when he was the man's man. Yeah, he's a man. man. He's a man's man. Yeah. He's a real man's man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously the clip kind of started with them already in mid conversation. But yeah, I think what the proposition was was either wrestle Godfather or take the hose. Yeah, and so he's like, um, 
You know, I, I'm city. I'm not Elton. You know, yeah. I may be from England, but I'm not Elton John. So I'll take the broads. I think it was the. He review. does say broads. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I guess. The and Godfather he's got a big did. grin on his face yeah. too. He's all happy about yeah. it. And then like the Godfather gets incensed and drops a quote <laughs> from Archie Bunker with a certain homophobic slur in it that like. You know, like it made me think because like it's in Bill and Ted and you wouldn't think it would be in Bill and Ted. I think one of them, I think they both say it, you know, yeah. and it's like, um, but yeah, this like, I don't know. I, but you again, know, sign of the times. I mean, think about how often South Park said, said oh, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, a million and, times. Yeah. And uh, when, what year was this? Was this? This was like 99, probably 99, maybe so 2000. Era. So, yeah, like right around that time, South Park was coming out and. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, it's one of those things that would never, ever, ever happen today. Oh, but I'm surprised he quoted Archie Bunker, too, because like Archie Bunker, like I guess did I like I'm not it's what's all in the family. I almost said it. And he's generalizing all people from England. Yeah, yeah. And just like <laughs> and it's like, I guess the Archie Bunker quote, I guess back then would not be lost on people. I don't know. I, I never really watched that show, so it would have been lost on me growing up. But whatever. Again, the slur, the use of the slur aside, pretty funny clip. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, again, just seeing Regal's kind of reactions from, like, what do I do to taking the broads and smiling and then just yeah. getting absolutely skewered by the Godfather. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good shit. Uh, we're, we're getting close here. Um, I wonder why, like, you know, I think it plays into this whole idea back in the day that people, like, like Americans thought British people were, like, sissies or something like yes. that. Yes. I yeah. mean, th- there was a similar promo from uh, WCW in 96 yeah. with like Sting and Mean Gene and he's fighting Regal and same thing. Like they're talking about him being like a sissy or something yeah. like, like, like that. Like, wh- but where does that even cut? Like, yeah, I don't know. Nowhere. Because like in World War II, like if you were living in England, you were getting bombed by the Germans yeah. every night. Like you had to like, you know, go shelter in the United States that never happened outside of Pearl Harbor, which was a military base. Yeah. But civilians like London was honestly getting bombed. Go back to what the American Revolution, like they were the ones who had to get on a fucking boat. Yeah. All the way across the Atlantic Ocean and then come here and fight us. Bunch of you sissies. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think that's, you know, what you think it is. Like, yeah. and, and also the War of 1812, they burned down the friggin' White House. <laughs> so, yeah. They did. Like, literally. So, so the 1812 overture. Da, 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 da. <laughs> you know, I wonder if, if that kind of, you know, makes sense. But yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah, that, that whole, like, reputation just makes zero sense to me considering, you know, British history in comparison, I guess, when it, you know, relates to Americans. So, whatever. Well, the Godfather ain't thinking about British history. He's yeah. just thinking about pimping hoes. Yeah. Okay, we've got four left. We've got Tori and Dawn in the hotel room. We've got the China DX split, the Kelly Kelly expose, and Miss Kitty. You want to start with Miss Kitty? Yeah, let's go go with Miss Kitty because and, I guess. And when I sent this, sorry, when I sent this to you, I didn't realize there would be an interview portion as well. So that oh, yeah. kind of helped like, like bring it to life a little. Well, and I'm glad it was at the end because that's how I scrolling through these. It was like Peacock link going to be like a full match, YouTube link going to be a smaller thing, and at the very bottom, Daily Motion. And yep. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm like, is, is this one gonna be where it gets, you know? And and it was. Uh, yep. You know, There's like, tits. yeah, it's a, it's a swimming pool match, and it was cool that it was a documentary, so you got some of her, you know, uh, ethos behind it, you know, or sort yeah. of her. Like, this was like I sent you like a three minute clip that had like shit from the match, and then her like talking about yeah, it. Yeah, well. and and you know, like her decision to like go do it, and like yeah. 
I don't know, man. Like, I guess like for her career, you know, if that, and it seemed empowering to her, like, like good for her, you know? Uh, yeah. Like, I, and like, this is the only time it's happened in wrestling in, in, in such a blatant way. Right. I, so may young, the old woman I mentioned before, who's in this clip, I yeah, think yeah. it's Royal rumble 2000. You yeah. actually see her fucking big saggy floppy. Titties, wow. And it's disgusting. <laughs> But yeah, that happens. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, the, very, very few times you actually see bare breasts. But, but yeah, this was like you know, and this was I, one of them. Yeah, and I feel like people probably talked talked about it a whole lot. For and, sure. And ultimately, during the because it was at a pay per view. Ultimately, on next week's Raw or SmackDown or whatever, people, more people tuned in because of it. For like, sure. like, like, like this is the, um, I feel like most emblematic of like the effect that they wanted to create or that they wanted to use it to draw in a, an audience that normally wouldn't, wouldn't be there. You know, no I doubt. think, I think, I think this is what creates the reputation and credit to Sergeant Slaughter, who was right there to cover up like within a second. Oh, that was know? Sergeant Slaughter with the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. List. okay. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering, I was like, he looks familiar. He, he acted fast yeah. and he, I guess he just took his jacket off and threw it on her. But I mean, it was a second, maybe. That yeah. you got the that she did it, and May Young's just standing there like she doesn't even really have a reaction to yeah. it. It's just like, but yeah, it was like they were in a pool. I don't know if it was like water or KY jelly or both. I can't even remember. But yeah, like she wins the match and she's like getting her hand raised and then like yeah, in the video she does she's it like, herself. Yeah, she's like, so I just went for it, and then yeah, she's like from the top pulls them down and then second later sarge covers her up but yeah yeah a rare moment here where you uh actually got to see uh some bare skin breasts where they, where they follow through on the who doesn't the, like the who doesn't like that who doesn't <laughs> <laughs> okay uh tori don in the hotel room because i actually recently watched uh this was from like o2 smackdown okay, where i what's the sound fucked up on your video I don't on mine, it kept like going in and out for some reason. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, that's okay. Yeah, I'd yeah. seen it before, so little context for yeah, this. yeah, because I because I had that, no idea. There's no context, context either. Yeah. So Tori and Don had been like feuding for a bit, and then Don started hooking up with Tori's dad <laughs> to get at her, who was like an old man, and like it was pretty funny and then like they got married on screen and like she claimed that she was going to get married like in her bra and panties and they stopped it and then like al wilson is just in his underwear and it's just bizarre but there's like a pretty long-term story between the two of them and i think tori is basically trying to get her to like break up with her dad and like so Dawn propositions her to go to her to hotel room and is yep. like, if you do what I say, I'll break up with your dad. So she shows up and clearly Tori's very hesitant and her body language is like, oh my God, I don't want to be here. Strawberry, you know, she, yeah. Yeah. So then Dawn obviously is like in her bra and panties and, you know, kind of uh, trying to, what's the word I'm looking for? seduce yeah. Yeah, seduce yeah. tori and yeah she like feeds her strawberries and uh i think she like ends up taking her shirt off and like i think aren't they both kind of in like bra and panties and yeah. then they start kissing 
which yeah. again, two women kissing on television, you know, I guess it happened in this time, but uh, a little, little spicy scene here, huh? It is, yeah, and like, actually, it's kind of, you know, like, it. Uh, this actually seems seem like, you know, a, a lot of these sex storylines, you know, like we've been saying, it's a teenager's idea of sex, they're very juvenile. This Not one, this at one. least, yeah, this one's, this one, you know, kind of is, you know, sort of not like that you know yeah. where sex is sort of like this way of communicating or changing somebody's mind about something uh yeah. yeah like i you know now with that context i certainly think this scene is more more fascinating than than what i get because originally when i saw it i was like okay is this gonna yeah. be like yeah look at the two chick you know <laughs> yeah uh yeah I, uh, but yeah. now but now that within the context of the storyline you know it's you know pretty you know classic uh, wrestling you know like the high melodrama um, but, uh, you know, definitely a little bit more subversive than than what I've what, you know, we've seen where it's just like, you know, yeah, look at that hot and dirty. You know, and you'll um, love how this ends too. Yeah. like not too many weeks thereafter. Um, Tori or excuse me, Dawn and Al, Tori's father, are like hooking up in a hotel and uh, he fucking dies. <laughs> just fucking drops down. And then <laughs> Tori and Don, of course, get into a fight at the funeral the next week with an open cask. <laughs> yeah, so it's oh just good, God. just good stuff. This is yeah. Great. yeah, like this he's is great. like they're like she's like making out with him in bed, and then all of a sudden he just he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's <Yeah>. great. <laughs> yeah, just excellent stuff for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, this definitely wrote you know R.I.P. to Al Wilson. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, these last two are pretty simple, but the China DX split, um, I kind of referenced some DX stuff earlier. They were, you know, on the forefront of the attitude area and always cracking dick jokes and whatever else. But um, it I didn't was... know they, that, that the split was them mooning. I kind of expected China to do the, the, yeah. the that, but I didn't know it was. They mooning. would always show their asses, which is yeah, why yeah, yeah. she's basically like, well, no one wants to see your ass, and uh, China just pulls her pants down. And this is is like, you know, I'm not like ripping on China. When she first came in, she was like very manly looking, and that was like I think the intent. And then she got you know kind of better and better looking. So she's kind of like in that transformation here, but still yeah. clearly like the crowd popped for it. Oh yeah, no, it was what people wanted. Yeah. 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 And that's pretty much it. it was and, just... and also a qualifier, I guess, with China. I'm sure most of our listeners, you know, know this, but she was in literal pornography, right? Oh, yeah. After this. After yes. this. Yeah. Yeah. She like, 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 was it just one thing or was she like, did she that... did at least two. So the okay. first one was with X-Pac. It yeah. was called One Night in China. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the second one was called Backdoor to China. And yeah. that was like a legit porn video. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I've seen some of it. Like it was. Like the one night in China is like more of like a homemade, like probably just Xbox oh, filming on his like, phone. A, a, but a this is like tape. an actual studio produced. Yeah, film. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I think one night in China was turned in like it was more than just a sex tape, but like it wasn't studio it, quality. It, it, it became like the Kim Kardashian one, you yeah. know, sort of you know reached some level of infamy to where it's you know regarded alongside studio produced. But yeah, this was like early in, I guess, China's sexy phase, so to speak, and R.I.P. China. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
But uh, yeah. And then lastly, Kelly Kelly, who was more, she was around like when I started rewatching in 2009. Yeah. I think this was maybe a couple years before that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess she would just do a thing called the expose where she would essentially just like yeah. dance. You know, she's like a stripper dancer. Obviously, she's not stripping, but she's, of course, very good looking and in her bra and panties and dancing around. Yeah. And Candace Michelle was there as well. And that's pretty much that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, like, like this was the one that was sort of the most like, I don't know. It was the only non WWE one. Well, it's still, so it was ECW, but it's still, it was under WWE. At gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah this was very just superficial in your face. Here you go. Yeah. Here's two good looking women. Yeah. Just dancing around, you yeah. know, cause in WWE, you think it'd be fighting, but yeah, you know, this just sort of was almost like a music video. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's just like, okay, here's the part of the show where the two nice women are going to dance for you in their bra and panties. No. Okay, what are your highlights? <laughs> well, we forgot one. Oh, did we? And this was the one that I have the strongest opinion about, so I'm kind of glad it's been teed up. The Edge. Uh, oh, yeah, duh. We haven't talked. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah Probably yeah. best we saved it for last. Yeah, this d- is, uh, definitely. Like, like this The biggest. One, when you asked me earlier, like, what would you think about that? And I said, like, I was shocked at how far. Like, this is the yeah. one where, like, you know, I kind of thought it because, like, like I said earlier, a lot of this is, are they going to take their clothes off? Will they? Won't they? You know? And so, like, it is that in the beginning. But then, like, you know. I mean, they have the bed out there. I kind of figured, like, right as they lay down, somebody would come out and flip the bed over and yeah. use it as a weapon. But no, they, you know, linger on that for a pretty long time. What about the fucking music that was playing the whole? It was oh, just yeah. so fucking cheesy. It was like it was. softcore porn music. It was, yeah. And uh, <laughs> man, like, I took. Um, so apparently, P Tox doesn't let you take screenshots. I took some with my phone, but there's some pictures where, like, the people sitting on the front row like just like one guy's like leaned over like looking like that you know like all these like all this entire cornucopia of looks um and it was at that moment i thought if i were a parent and like i like brought my kid to this i would be so pissed yeah for I would, sure I, I would be livid because like okay like the whole like oh you're gonna see like boobs or not you know like that whole sort of will they won't they like I get like, you know, oh yeah. Like, a, you know, kids gonna, that's okay. Like, you know, maybe not like ideal. You don't want your kid around it, but like, you know, like it's, it's passable, yeah. you know? Um, but this you know, <laughs> is not, no, th- this, like, I, I can't imagine very many scenarios you'd want your, you know, child. 10 year old, like you're not your preteen bef- child, anything before that. Like when you know, these parents were probably like, yeah, my kid likes wrestling. Oh, they're yeah. going to be in town in November. Yep. It's April. Sure. Yep. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll buy tickets. I'm not keeping track of the storylines. Not you know? thinking that Edge would cash in money in the bank that he held for 10 months the yeah. night prior over Cena, who was very, very popular at the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, it, it was just. Um, and I recently I read like an article that from like a former writer that was that like wrote this story. And it's like, okay, because that was Edge's first title win, too. So this was like a big deal. He's like kind of coming into his own as a star here of like, okay, so Edge wins the title. What would Edge do? Edge the character. Oh, he'd have sex on live TV. Like that was kind of the idea because his whole character was kind of that way, like kind of pushing the boundaries. Oh, yeah. Ultimate opportunist. Well, also you see his boner, too. I was going to (laughs) say. 
<laughs> when because they like slowly like he starts taking his boots off and yeah. then she puts her legs up and he's taking her so they slowly go yeah, through this slowly. and yeah when his pants go on i mean can you blame the guy oh, I, I, th- I think he i think he says like uh or one of the commentators says like don't you know it's rude to point yeah. you know something like that <laughs> like immediately. Yeah, immediately if i'm edge i'm like get me in this bed immediately like yeah, yeah i'm yeah. hard well and then he's still behind her like doing the in the yeah. same position where yeah. triple h taught lita wrestling like he's behind her hard yeah. <laughs> you know that's oh, not yeah. gonna go it's not gonna go and, down and, and then they spend a good few like two to three minutes under the covers yeah and you know I, he might be chomping her down down there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and you know the camera's on it. It's not you know like off in the crowd well, or she's away already from it. like got her bra like undone. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. they go down, and then like he throws it out, and then what is, one of the commentators like, "Oh, he's going down south," <laughs> and then he like has her panties in his mouth and like yeah. spits them out, and uh, pretty wild stuff. Pretty wild. <laughs> And then, then it gets even more wild. With I don't know, like what made him come out? Like, 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 what, what did he? What, like, what did he I don't know do if they this? were like feuding at the time or something. But what better person to come out than oh, yeah. Nature Boy? Which he he could have been involved in any of these types of videos, but. Yeah, uh, but it, yeah. I thought it was so funny that he was like, "You're disrespecting the championship." Then he came out and was started doing like the thrusts and stuff. <laughs> like, like that's when it went from like I was just like, I can't believe to where you know, like that's where I thought it was gonna go the whole time. Yeah, you know? but it just took its damn time. And Edge yeah. cracks him with a chair and he's bleeding. Oh yeah, and then uh, and then out comes Cena. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. this was his spinny belt to save era. the day. Yeah, yeah and his... Cena does end up winning the title back at the Royal Rumble like weeks later. Oh wow! But Cena and Edge had this was like a beginning of a pretty long feud yeah. between the two. Did, did any of these? Um, I guess other than the Miss Kitty one, which I assume it you know got notoriety or got flack. Did do you remember any of these storylines or moments? Kind of like WWE getting trouble or bad press or outrage or. No, and I wasn't following during this, which was like January of 2006. Yeah. I mean, they may have for that, but as they say, any press is good press. But no, I mean, especially during the Attitude Era, I mean, they were doing shit like that weekly, you know? Um, I would think the only one maybe would have been the Edge Lita sex celebration, but I can't say because I wasn't watching then. But yeah, I mean, again, it's wrestling, so... Mm You just kind of got to expect fucking silliness. And especially at that time, set a lot of sex stuff. Yeah. You know, it's you watching now and we're watching AEW. Like, you don't see any of that, you know. Um, like, they don't even really have much sex appeal at all. On No, show, no. I well, and say. I think, it, like, it may, I, I, you know, when I was out on my walk before this, I, I, I kind of thought, like, AEW, like, you know, while, like, I think, you know, they're, they're main people, like, like being attractive, you know, not just women, but like you men and women, you know, in the show, like, like that, I think is an important part of, you know, stardom. I mean, you know, you can have For people sure. who are like Paul White, who are just really big and, and that's their, their, their selling point. Um, but like, you know, the AEW, I guess is a, like a lot more liberal or progressive politically, you know, or kind of like would, you know, like is of the mentality that, oh, yeah, like doing this is sort of like regressive in terms of gender politics. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's AEW's you know point of view. And WWE, I think, has been 
sort of just dragged in that direction, you know, just, you know, with, with just the, you know, cultural current. Uh, but I still think WWE still is, you know, like, you know, has more in common with what this is, what we just watched than AEW's take. Yeah. And I don't watch NXT 2.0 since they kind of rebranded it, but I've seen plenty of clips. Like I know they've kind of pushed the sex appeal up on that. Yeah. Um, you know, with like Mandy Rose and they've got this woman, Tiffany Stratton, yeah. who's very, very attractive. So like, I think they've been pushing that a little bit, but not like distasteful. Yeah. Like what, what's the biggest like sex storyline in a, I remember when John Moxley talks, he's the only person I, I've known who ta- who's talked about sex on AEW when he's like, oh, I like having sex in the morning, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And I guess Miro mentioned like his hot wife a few times. Oh, in yeah, promos, yeah, yeah. But... Oh, it's in Pat. It's never like front and center, you know, at all. Like, like, like it can be. Yeah. Like even the wedding with Kip and Pip, you know, Silly. like yeah. was not really about sex at all. I oh, mean, it wasn't really Dennis about them. Stole yeah. the show. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, like, I guess I, you, I can't really think of anything like in in uh in aew that's like that so it seems like off the top of my head yeah it seems like they definitely run away from it you know totally run away run away uh, like can you even think of a storyline in aew where somebody's having sex with somebody's girlfriend or 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 whatever like that 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 doesn't like i i can't think of one like that either no So, so they very much like steer clear there could be something that I can't remember, but off the top of my head, yeah. no. But but they they pretty much run in the opposite direction. Yeah. You know? Well, like, and that, like, as a know. company, they are way more wrestling focused than entertainment focused in general. Yeah. So, yeah. well, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was that was a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A hoot. Lots, th- lots, lots of thoughts. Lots of thoughts. Want to say some hooters? <laughs> um. But yeah, let's uh, put a bow on this and talk a little dynamite. But before that, let's talk about balls. All right. <clears throat> hey, you. Yeah, you. Got Bush? H or uh, HW or just W? Just Bush. You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today. Manscaped. Taking control of your bush is important. These products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free yard. It's a fact that you will have the best-kept nut sack on the (laughs) cul-de-sac. Save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount count <laughs> discount code B B B for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Take it I, away, brother. I hope n- number one, I hope there's like a, a like a like a political sign, you know, like a speaking of bush, like a bush, Cheney or, or Bush, uh quail. Yeah. Good old damn quail. Uh um like a sign you can put in your your yard that says I have the best nut sack on the on the cul-de-sac and then you you know get in trouble with the neighborhood association uh whether you're looking to go bald like an eagle or just need a safe trim manscaped is dedicated to help you level up your full body grooming game so the good grooming package that i highly recommend is the performance package 4.0 inside the packages you know we've talked about this ad nauseum but it doesn't make you sick to your stomach it actually is pleasant like a pepto-bismol the electric trimmer is a bush's worth bush's worst nightmare even worse 
than uh, the Iraq War. <laughs> the trimmer is designed to reduce grooming accidents and shave hair on loose skin thanks to a ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology. No need for night vision goggles. Nope. Like in the Persian Gulf. This trimmer has an LED light to allow you to mow the lawn in the dark. It's basic landscaping. When you trim the hedges, this tree stands taller. Oh, wow. Second best tool behind myself in the performance package is the Weed Whacker. This fine-tuned nose and ear hair trimmer will make sure your nasty nose pubes are under control. Mm. And then instantly add some pep in your step with the Craft Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Spray-On Testy Toner. I haven't heard them call it that before. No, that's I like a Testy Toner. The Testy with the Bestie. But with a performance package purchase, you will get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which we both love. How, how did the Shed Travel Bag treat you in Chi-Town? Tremendously. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. And the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. They have a bunch of other products on their website to help you maximize your confidence and grooming game. And, and uh, you know, Kate Bush may be trending at the moment. You know? Yep. But, but, but hey, uh, run up that hill. Because your bush needs some help. Yep. And uh, so how exactly do we run up that hill and help out your bush? Um, go to manscaped.com and use our code BBB for 20% off and free shipping. It's time you level up from the Amazon to the Amadong with the ultimate bushwhacking tools from Manscaped. Bushwhacked is a great film. Yeah. And as always, your balls will thank you. And much like the Bushwhack film, I'll give you a Daniel Stern. You're welcome. Mm. All Elite Wrestling Dynamite 7-6-22. Live from the Blue Cross Arena, Rochester, New York, hometown of Mr. Brody Lee. Yes. R.I.P. We love you. Um, And the show starts with Wardlow finally winning the TNT Championship over Scorpio Sky. You know, I think we all expected this to happen, but when it was a street fight and he comes out with five MMA guys in my mind, I'm like, oh, okay, that's an avenue that Scorpio could win. But then it made me think he already did kind of cheat to beat Wardlow yeah. like months ago with low blow. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I wouldn't say this was a squash, but it was kind Squashy. of a, it yeah. was kind of a glorified squash. And, you know, obviously happy for Wardlow, but I feel like Scorpio kind of getting the short end of the stick here yeah. again. And once again, the TNT title, and the TNT book. title I, moves I, again. I do think like Wardlow, like like this is going to be a Miro esque period of like oh he ain't losing dominance this for a yeah, while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think like we're about to get off the snide from that. You know, they got it on the right guy, but man, wasn't wandering in the wilderness. For, oh my god! Know, and I, I know I've said this before. I would love to see a Wardlow Miro match. Yeah, like, and, I, and they've got him. You know, he's got history with the TNT title, yeah. but just seeing those two guys go at it, I think would be and, tremendous. And ultimately, it'll be a him and MJF thing. Maybe do you think? Or do you think they're going to just kind of keep those guys? You know, I mean, let them with, go their own it's, separate it's ways? hard to even project what MJF where he's headed or what he might be doing or. If he even comes back, I mean, I certainly expect him to come back, but yeah. 
I mean, with him and Wardlow, I think that story is kind of done, you know, for I mean, for now. So I would think whenever MJF comes back, it'll be a different direction. But yeah, kudos to Wardlow. Um, I mean, he's so protected that, again, it's going to take someone big to beat him whenever that may be. And I would guess he'll hold this at least through the end of the year. That's yeah. my guess. But yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. I would I've, love to see Miro be the one to take it off him. Right. And kind of have it go back. Because Miro's reign was kind of, you know, didn't really have any great opponents for him, you know, during his reign. You know, it kind of was a lot of squashy. Think. Yeah, yeah. I know he faced Danielson after he lost the title. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I, he had good, like, he, even the Fuego match, which was like a squash, but remember Fuego, like, got a decent amount of offense and, in. Yeah, until hit a yeah. couple DDTs, mm-hmm. got a two count. There were other matches, but yeah, I can't remember them all. Yeah. End, but. Um, but yeah, like I said, the, the, or, um, also, you mentioned it was a street fight, and I'm just like, it, like, now, like, I've forgotten that it was until you mentioned it because it didn't seem like they really used much of, yeah, Any all sort of street, street, street fight is just another term for no disqualification, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when the other guys were beating up on it. Well, well, like, no weapons or things like that, you know. Yeah, I can't really think. Uh, oh, yeah, Scorpio could, hit him with the belt, right? Yeah, but, like, you know, no sort of, you know, usually weapons, I feel like, are a part of that. Yeah, and they weren't, know. like, outside a ton battling yeah. around. But, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, hopefully it's at the point now where, you know, it'll st- the TNT title stabilizes. I would so. think so. Yeah. Then there was a brief good little promo from Moxley, you know, kind of teeing up the match with Brody King. And then I don't know where this started, but and I'm not mad about it because anytime smart marks on my screen, I'm down. But he and Tony Nese were trying to get Keith Lee to sign this petition to get Swerve Strickland removed from AEW. Again, I don't know if this started or maybe on dark or elevation. Just seemed random to me, but I'm here for it. And Keith Lee obviously said no. And yeah, then we get Christian coming out for the third week in a row and just cutting a masterful promo. And yeah, this time Matt Hardy comes out and he re- he just fucking crushes the whole the whole Hardy family essentially. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah I thought it was this was great. Yet yeah, I did too. Yeah, and I like sort of the dark Luchasaurus thing. Like I kind of this is sort of an interesting, you know, thing that I guess you don't see a lot because like Luchasaurus is turned and you don't know why. So like I think it's going to be in you know usually in wrestling you don't work backwards like that. You don't yeah. like have a mystery where you got to kind of like piece it together, you know, over, you know, weeks. So yeah, like figuring out how something got to a certain talked, point. He hasn't talked yet, right? No, yeah. And, yeah. and, and like, it's going to, you know, if they go, I hope they go that direction because that's that's something different, um, you know, that you don't see because usually, you know, everything in wrestling is just is linear, you know, and mm-hmm. you don't, you're not kind of going back and picking up the pieces uh, like you uh, hypothetically would be doing here. So I hope that's the case. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this has all been great. You know, like yep. we've seen Christian had never really gotten much promo time, you know, definitely some with the Kenny, but he was a face and obviously yep. he's just crushing it right now. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, what was the one thing he said? Like, you're starting to make it seem like your you're the bro- sober, your yeah, brother's you're- the sober one or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he killed him. Yeah. Um, then there was a backstage with Jake Hager and Claudio, which they were like a duo in WWE. Really? They were called the Real Americans. Uh-huh. <laughs> they would 
we the people was their thing. Really? Like, how did they pass Claudio off? Like, because he's always not been an American kid, like Cesaro. Yeah. You know, I don't even remember how he got. They had a manager, Zeb Coulter, brainwashed him. But mm-hmm. so they'll have a match. Claudio will win. Um, but yeah, that's something. Yeah. And uh, so we had Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland defeating the butcher and the blade which i thought the first half of this match kind of stunk there was like a botch that kind of threw things off or like just mistiming maybe but i thought once it got going it was pretty good i like that the butcher has now been wearing like tassels on his boots randomly yeah like doesn't seem to fit his character but i'm down for it yeah i mean those guys need any sort of spicing of you can get because like with the additions they have been not just passed, but like passed up because of, you know, like your Danielson Punk and, and you know, uh, uh, Adam Cole and all these other guys joining. Um, but it's like, you know, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee are, but you know, are both fairly new. Like, I know mm-hmm. Swerve Strickland, he didn't come from WWE, did he? No, he did. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. they both right. did. Never mind. So, um, but anyway, he, I was, guess- uh, he was Isaiah Swerve Scott. He yeah. was on one of the, the stand and deliver. Shows. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I like like the gun club is featured more prominently than Butcher and Blade now. Almost, I think. Yeah. You know, so, so 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 they've been passed up by some, you know, people who have been on the AEW roster for a while. So, yeah, they need any sort of spice that they can get, you know, because, yeah. Yeah. And the match was all right. I mean, clearly it was a vehicle to set up this three-way tag for next week yep. because powerhouse Hobbs, you remember powerhouse Hobbs, right? Ricky <laughs> Starks went ballistic. Starks did go insane. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. I mean, yeah. he's so fucking good. He is. Yeah. Just yeah, like, I, I can't even tell you what he said, but he went nuts. Oh yeah. He was just like twitching <laughs> and, you know, kind of yeah. going everywhere and red faced and yeah. yeah. Like, like I, I was surprised he could like, Still be like, yeah, I'm talking. I'm in a sense, yeah. you know, I mean, while his a, body was just going he's everywhere. He's a damn good promo, man. Yeah. But yeah, then the Bucks came out. And I what I loved was there was a huge FTR chant yeah. yet again. But they're obvious. So there's this Ring of Honor pay-per-view coming up. And they're having a rematch with the Briscoes, which yeah. was, if not the best, second best match of the year in my mind. So I'm here for that. And you know, like, I have a feeling we're going to get bucks versus FTR at all out for four belts yeah. is my guess. Cause FTR has got three of them. The bucks are the AEW champs. I mean, I guess FTR could lose to the Briscoes since they already beat them, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. Um, and I think it would be a much bigger deal if FTR came in with all three belts. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that's where we're going. Um, but yeah, still nice. I mean, Still nice to see the fans uh, show them some respect. Yeah. Um, what did we have here? Sorry. I don't have my normal recap up. So um, Kingston. Oh, Kingston comes out. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's like talking to Shivani and then it cuts backstage to, to Jericho. Jericho. Yeah. Where they, they hurt- slam Ruby Soho's arm in the. Which, like, I didn't know Ruby Soho was like super allied with Blackpool and Kingston and all I that. I think, yeah, they hadn't really shown too much of that, but I know like real life, her and Kingston are friends and they've maybe like mentioned it. But yeah, like on screen and story, they haven't mentioned too much yeah. of that. And the whole. This is definitely a big suspension of disbelief because her arm's just hanging there for what 10 15 seconds yeah, before yeah. they slam it. It's like you can just move it, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, just adding more fuel to this fire. And actually, 
You didn't watch Rampage, did you? I did not know that, but I did see the match. Uh, King. Yeah, what is it's it. barbed wire or something? Something, and, and he fought a. Uh, what was it? it was a Detroit, oh, he New fought Takeshita, and it Takeshita, was yeah. fucking tight. Who like won? That, Eddie, but it was a great match. Definitely mm-hmm. match of the week. Mm-hmm. Every time they trot Takeshita out there, he gets to show how fucking great he is. I just hope they can get, start giving him some wins against some people because yeah. he's legitimately probably one of the best 10 wrestlers in the world and he has shown it every time so um yeah then we had this was cool we had the dark order come out yeah lee jr negative one um you know just celebrating brody's life and then of course your boy qt marshall comes to talk shit to like a (laughs) nine-year-old It's like, the, the, like the, the, they are so leaning into like him just being like him just sucking, yeah. you know, because it's like, you know, how could you not watch that and think exactly what working. I just did? Like I said, yeah. at, at uh, Forbidden Door, they were the first people to come out and they just got killed. Is there a name for like a loser, like incompetent, you know, like heel, like uh, someone who's just a total boob, like above you know? a jobber? Yeah, yeah. Like, but, but who's playing, who's very obviously playing a heel, but they're always losing. They're really bumbling. They're picking fights with people who are, you know, beneath them, you know. I mean, it kind of is a jobber, but not really because he's featured, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and they're, and they're being a heel, you know. They're they're getting getting to talk. Yeah. So I want, like, wonder if there's like, you could make, you could make up a term. Yeah. Um, uh, a high heel. No. (laughs) You don't have to do it right now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, QT challenges negative one to a match. What about and- a soul, like of <laughs> your foot, you know, or the balls of your feet? Another, another party, a, 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 a pinky toe. Oh, Christ. A, a pinky toe. There we go. Um, but Hangman comes out, which was cool because we haven't seen him with the Dark Order too much. And uh, then they beat the shit out of QT. Yeah. So, yeah. I uh, thought Hangman was going to buckshot him too, but I guess they they let the Dark Order do their thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Reynolds and Silver and Ten kind of all fucked him up, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Then we got Jr. to come out, so I guess he's maybe just going to be doing the second hour from yeah. here on out. Which and now in shows like I guess we have the month and like that like the yeah. Oklahoma band like that's yeah. going to be a thing and you know when he's on Rampage now too which is, is interesting because he? he was never on Rampage so yeah I think they're just getting letting him come in for the matches he wants to be in for and you know he did have a couple of like times where I think AEW was coming to they were advertising like hey AEW is coming to Cleveland he was like Columbus home of the Buckeyes you know yeah. and then he's like Cleveland it was kind of awkward which like you know you you make fun of him for saying but like those are the things that I imagine like AEW wants to get right they don't want their yeah. your commentators saying oh yeah we're you know gonna be in the city that we're not gonna be at well and you he know? also i don't know if you caught it he called brody king brody lee yeah at yeah, one yeah, point. yeah and then he did correct himself but yeah yeah i mean and, clearly they're phasing him out a little bit but yeah. everyone who's listened to this show knows we're we're team jr i still oh, yeah, like having sure. him out there are there yeah. better options yeah of course but let's enjoy the man. Oh, yeah. Let, let, yeah. Let him right into the twilight on his own terms because, like, I'm enjoying it. I can see why AEW would get all finicky about, like, you know, him saying the wrong place or, you know, him calling somebody, you know, someone who's not alive, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Next match, uh, we get to see Roosh in his first match. I know he was in the Battle Royal last week, and he defeats Penta. Uh, I thought this was pretty good. Um, yep. Some heavy striking. I really like what I've seen out of Roosh thus far. I'm you know, excited to see Andrade going a different direction and that these two have history. Yeah. I hope maybe we'll get to see some other people from CMLL come over. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, this ended, there was a, what he hit him with a low blow yeah. and uh, there was a roll up, but uh, yeah, for what this was, I thought it was good. Uh, Penta, unfortunately, since he turned to Penta Oscuro has not won a whole lot. Um, yeah. I kind of thought that this change would, you know, kind of lead to a bigger role for him. It unfortunately has not. But, hey, someone's got to lose, and uh, it wasn't going to be Roosh here. And clearly they're kind of starting, you know, a little bit of a feud with the Lucha Bros and Roosh and Andrade, which is totally fine with me. Yeah, no, I think – I guess a, a, couple, uh, a couple of questions I have too. So Penta has a different name. Yeah, so it, it was just Penta. He so El Sierra Miedo, yeah. His name has always been Pentagon Jr., but yeah, that yeah. is like copyrighted with AAA or whatever. So he can't use that in anywhere but AAA. Yeah. So he would go by Penta El Cerro Miedo. So yeah, it was like whatever. Two months ago, he came out as this Penta Oscuro, which yeah, is Pentagon yeah. Dark, which was his best character in Lucha Underground, where he was like very evil and breaking everybody's arms. And yeah. that's what I thought we were going to get from him, but it has not It's pretty been pretty much the same old Penta. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, and um, his mask was removed, which oh, apparently yeah. happened. It did, did, um, they did that to Phoenix on Rampage. So, yeah, that's what they've been doing is taking their masks. Yeah, off. which, like, you know, good on them for, like, not seeing their faces and stuff. But, I mean, that's, like, neutering, you know, like a like a luchador. You know, like, that's sort of. Yeah, but they were, yeah. again, they were in on this. And they yeah. haven't showed, like, this t- type of stuff has happened many. Like, so, Ray but, Mysterio's had yeah, his, like, sure, Jericho yeah. ripped his mask. And you just got to cover up. But, but, and, but, like, you know. It's interesting. I guess it, it interests me is um, because knowing that, like, it's like that's like for a lucha for a luchador, like a, a low point, you know, like yeah. a low. So, like, I guess it's interesting to me that these characters that 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 uh, Phoenix and Penta are reaching like these lows when, like, I guess I don't really feel like that they're in a low spot that they've been like losing or that you know the the narrative has been like oh man like you know we've been kind of trending downward since we lost the tag team titles or no i think this is just kind of part of the story that they're trying to tell with because roosh and on i know andrade used to wear a mask he was la sombra yeah he hasn't in a while roosh i don't know if he ever did his Mm -hmm. brother dragon lee has always worn one yeah so again the fact that they're both luchadors that don't wear masks and they're taking the mask oh yeah I'm here for, you know, they're, like they're like post mask. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Andrade for sure. Roosh again. I can't say whether he did or didn't. I've never yeah. seen him in a mask, um, but yeah. So good match. Excited for what's to come with this. Excited to see more Roosh. And hopefully we get to see Dragon Lee because he is fucking awesome. Swing. And he since he moved to he and Penta or he and Roosh moved from CMLL to triple A we've not been able to see dragon Lee in new Japan, which is yeah. typically where I would see him. Like he would have been in the best of super juniors, but now he can't. So maybe we'll see him in AEW. Okay. 
And then Smart Mark and Nice tried to get Orange Cassidy to sign the petition, which then led to a match on Rampage between the two, which was actually pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, they got like 15 minutes. Orange wow. obviously won. Um, but yeah, it was good. And uh, yeah, we've got the Acclaimed and the Gun Club versus Bear Country, Fuego Del Sol, and Leon Ruffin. Very quick match here. Um, obvious- that one guy from Bear Country lost a lot of weight. Oh yeah, yeah. I believe they I believe they had mentioned that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did notice that. Uh so last week we'd had kind of a little tension between the gun club and the acclaimed and had Billy Gunn standing with the acclaimed after and thinking, oh, is he gonna join with them? No. So uh one of the acclaimed dudes like did a move and then one of the guns like stole the pin. And then after Sid and Houston attacked the acclaimed and Billy joined in. So I guess I was thinking this would be leading toward a gun club face turn with Sid and Houston solo and Billy still riding with the acclaimed. But it appears the acclaimed might be turning face, which is no surprise because obviously the fans love them, you know, I've we were both very anti Max Caster. I've come around. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I get like you know it was kind of funny. Seemed like sort of yo, but and then they took his microphone. And yeah, that you, was you kept hearing that 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 um backing track, which is kind of funny. It's just that bass. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot that. that, you know, was that yeah, good. yeah. And then the backing track just kept rolling while you know the um scuffle sort of played out in the ring. But uh, but yeah, like yeah, I, I'm intrigued. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So. Like, 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 like. Somehow they like squeezed a good story out of this. Yeah, you know. Like, I mean, like, they've been given like, it a lot of time. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, against like, I guess not against all odds, but against like, kind of, I guess who these wrestlers were, and kind of like if you think about it, like who else is in AEW? It's like these guys are getting yeah. like this this C plus story. Yeah, a C plus B minus story is kind of what this is. You know, but it's like they're getting it over a lot of other people, which is like, wow. Good for you. Yeah. Like I said, they, they've they put in the work and the time all yeah. through the pandemic. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm happy to see them uh, get a yep. little shine. Yeah. Then we have Thunderstorm defeating uh, Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir. Yep. Just kind of standard fair stuff yeah. here. I mean, you know, cool to see Tony and Thunder team together after they just had their match. I don't know where things stand with this foursome, you know, like Nyla's already challenged for the title. I don't think you're going to have Marina Shafir. Tony's already challenged. We've got Miyu Yamashita, Yamashita. I I need to figure out how to say that coming over at some point, but they haven't said when, but I am happy that Thunder Rosa has been on television a lot more. She's been in matches a lot more, even though the stories haven't quite been there yet. Like, the, the days feuds. of her, yeah. like the month after the title reign, you know, we're kind of past that. So yeah. if they do the Yamashita at a pay-per-view, I would love to see that. But, like, bring her over early and you can get a few weeks of storylines. But yeah, don't know when they're going to do that. So, yeah. But, yeah, standard stuff here. And uh, we go into the main event, yes. which saw Jonathan Moxley defeat Brody King to retain the AEW Interim World Championship. Uh, Yeah, I'll say one thing. So um, I guess to go back earlier to the show, Mox had a promo that I thought was kind of weird, you know, like he he kind of, you know, like it it sounded like he was like rapping almost. 
Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it kind of had like a weird sort of rhythm to it. You know, once again, it was a classic like shot promo of his and like the bowels of the stadium, you know, um, you know, in some sort of very industrial concrete oh, kind of yeah. background. But yeah, I thought this was one of his weirder promos, like, you know, and I, and I get it. Cause like the last few weeks he's like been busted open and I was kind of glad, honestly, to see him like not have to like bleed all over the place. Me too. For, for once, you know, but that's it, how it was with hangman's reign early too. Remember like he was yeah. bleeding, bleeding, bleeding. It's like, we don't need to see this every match. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and, and you know, it did lead to a less exciting match, but like, I don't know, I was kind of relieved for him, you know, not to have to do that. It, it just seemed like this was sort of just like a, a break, you yeah. know, after he had been through, you know, cause the yeah. promo I thought was kind of like, not like, you know, up to you know not like up to par with one of his sort of classic things it was just sort of a average thing and then, like i said it sounded like he was sort of when he talks like that you know he it kind of sounded like he was rapping a little bit which i thought was weird but um and yeah, match the- <laughs> was whatever <laughs> yeah match was good not i mean great. brody king got to beat him up for a little bit yeah you know? like i'm happy brody king got that spot i like yeah. him he's pretty good um he never had a prayer of winning I went three seven five on the match. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was quality, but nothing to write home about. Yeah, yeah. Which I'd uh, say is kind of how this whole show was. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, the last exactly. few weeks, pre Forbidden Door, post Forbidden Door were both awesome shows. This one just pretty average as far as dynamites are concerned. Well, and we got what Fighter Fest next week, correct? Yeah, which is we've got the three-way tag match. I saw they added uh Anna J and Serena Deeb. Wow, that's uh Chris... Serena Deeb has been banging around on Rampage with like Mercedes Martinez a little bit. Sorry, what did you find it? Yeah, yeah, night one. Yeah, uh we have Jonathan Gresham and Lee Moriarty. So there's that. Uh wait, I thought that was at the pay-per-view. Oh, uh let me share screen with you. Just to make sure I'm not going crazy. Yeah, no, I thought they announced that for. Oh shit. Yeah. Um. That. Um. Uh, Private Party versus Lucha Bros. Okay. Uh. Let's see. Oh wow, this is just a really shitty way of organizing it. Oh, the oh, updated card. So that's cards. for Rampage. Oh yeah, no, this is Dynamite Fighter Fest here. Okay, yeah, Anna J, Serena Deeb, Lucha Source will be in action here from Chris Gage, Claudio Hager, the Triple Threat. Um, and then night two, Jericho versus Eddie Kingston in a barbed wire death match. With the Jericho Appreciation Society hanging above the ring in a shark cage. What does that even mean? <laughs> so they've done that before. Like, it'll just be suspended above the ring. <laughs> like, they'll just Jer- be- there was yeah. one that was like Roman against Kevin Owens and Jericho was in the cage above. Yeah. So it's just, it adds just another layer yeah. of like, will they get out of the cage? Yeah. You know? So I didn't know it, that was a stipulation. Yeah. Or how they'll interfere. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. Totally that'll yeah. be good. Um, yeah. I guess that's that, huh? Yeah. Coolio, uh, <laughs> Castiglio. Yeah. Castiglione. Hope you enjoyed all the sex talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the. I know uh, I did. Oh, yeah. I did too. You know, uh, <laughs> it was very ballsy of us, you know, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. You know, but. I guess. Uh, we'll it's an interesting back. subject to penetrate. <laughs> Woo! Maybe next time we'll have to get someone else to come on and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't sleep uh, together on this one. No, that was pretty bad. But uh, I actually did 
I told you I'd invited Travis. Our guy oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He couldn't yeah. make it, but like this is definitely right up his alley. And he's like, yeah, I actually did an episode like early on in the show about sex. And I meant to go listen to it, but didn't. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Travis, you better like this one. Yeah. Pressure's <laughs> Sexy on. Sexy beast. Um, yeah, I guess next week we'll be back with some, and hopefully, I think actually in a week. Oh, well, that's more. The following week, we're both out of town that weekend, yeah. so we may do something, you know, that week in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the following week, end of July, we should knock on wood have our uh, nar- first narrative episode in yeah, quite yeah, a yeah. long time, in quite a long, like like, like almost um, November quite, of last year. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's been it's been a long time coming, but I think, uh, you know, I think people are gonna like it. it. Took me a while to get to the point where I feel you know, very confident where I like, like thinking about, where I, you know, got to thinking about it and I enjoy thinking about it and building on it. Mm. And I think, I think we're there. So. Oh, yeah. Oh. Cigarette.